Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of your Orange County Soccer Club podcast. Got a little bit of a new look going on here. Sorry for the fuzziness on me. I'm still working out the screen screen thing. I'm trying out something new. It'll get better as we keep going. And we have some stuff to talk about soccer related. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant in the last ten. Forrester in the middle now. Gets around a few defenders. Forrester with the outside of the foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Looking for you. Heads it down. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you pretty much each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club with a little bit of video game soccer mixed in. Joining me as he does each and every episode since day one, in a very low-lit room watching something on the TV screens. That is Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going? It's going well. Just enjoying life. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good time. I'm glad to be here. Happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Happy listening, everyone. For whatever day you're listening to the podcast version of things, of course, if you're watching on the live stream, you can see each and every one of us in our glory. Uh, and that includes Mr. Allen down in San Diego, hiding behind a shower curtain. Allen, how are you doing, man? Good. It's not a shower curtain. It's actual curtain curtains. Um, but still hiding behind them nonetheless. Uh, things are going all right. Um, watched some soccer this morning. Talked about race and racism tweeted about being pride month today was a pretty good day glad to be here quoting ice cube there huh it was a good day yeah i actually i made that joke with my dog i was like hey brew has it been a good day and he like barked and i was like yep any day you don't have to use your ak is a good day and so I asked him, <laughs> that is that is a very true statement i believe right um, and brew agreed that i have not today so today must be a good day it must be a wonderful day. Well, like Alan was mentioning, uh, watching some soccer, and there's actually some U.S.-based soccer now available for your viewing eyes right now, uh, and soon to come more U.S.-based soccer, which we'll definitely get to talk about in this episode. We'll also discuss how things are going so far in the very short period for playing for Pride. Uh, as we're recording this right now, there is a match with uh, implications on our standings when we get there. And then we also have some video game soccer to talk about uh, with the 4th of July weekend coming up, the EUSL championship is taking a break away, but uh, we, the Orange and Black Soccer Guest, have put together a 4th of July cup 
which features eight of the Xbox participants uh, battling in, a, in group play with the top teams in each group going into a championship. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Hopefully we'll have a guest that is participating in that uh, along with myself. Uh, Alan refused the, or declined the invitation for that one. So uh, we'll get into that. Uh, so let's talk about the reason most of you watch this podcast, and that's Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, since our last episode, we've learned a little bit more about what the return to play is going to be for the USL. Uh, we sort of knew, I believe, last week at this time that there was going to be regional groups that were going to be put together, uh, but we had not yet learned what those regional groups are. Uh, at this point, we have now learned the regional groups, and Orange County is in Group B for best, I guess, would be a, a good choice. Is there a better word to put for that B? Yes? Baller. No? Baller. The baller group. What's your uh, what's your suggestion, Alan? Uh, B. Group, group B, B group. Group B group. B group. <laughs> Simple and Sweet by Alan Underwood uh, down there in San Diego. So let me go to you really quick, Dylan. If you could just, uh, if, if any of our viewers, listeners have no idea what Group B is for this USL return, let them know. Or who's in Group B, basically. Well, I'll just read it from top to bottom in terms of the current standings. And Alan will be thrilled with these. Um, <clears throat> in first place, with four points after two matches played, San Diego Loyal, SC. In second place, with three points after one match played, Phoenix Rising FC. Uh, they have a uh, plus five goal difference. And then third place, uh, Los Dos, three points after one match. Fourth place, Las Vegas Lights FC. One draw, one goal for, one goal against, one point, one match played. And Orange County SC in last place because no one scored uh, way back on March 6th when we played El Paso. So one game played, one point. That seems such a, uh, like such a long time ago, that uh, opening match at Championship Soccer Stadium we were all there. We did a, a live pregame show and the match occurs, like Dylan said, a, a nil-nil draw. And then seasons cut off a few days later. Somehow, some way, Allen's San Diego team snuck in and got two matches in before everything was shut down. So that's why they are currently sitting at the top of the table. Apparently, at the end of all things, each team's going to end up playing 16 matches Um they will play a majority of those matches within the group, and then there will be a few out-of-group matches for each of these teams. I I don't know if we talked about this on our podcast last week, but I know we mentioned this off the podcast. Sort uh, San Diego sort of got a, a, a lucky draw with all that, being that one of their opponents was Tacoma uh, in that uh, that start of the season that they got a, an extra match in. Uh, Alan, how lucky are you feeling with the way things have turned out with the group, the return to play? and uh, where San Diego is sitting. And, and by all means, I'm going to just say it right now. We're going to get into more detailed discussions about Group B uh, in a couple a uh, couple days on Thursday. But for now, let's just do a quick quick thoughts on Group B. Um, so go, Alan. Uh, group B, probably the one of the toughest groups of the entire USL playoff structure. Uh, there's a couple weak groups in the West. There's a really weak group and a kind of weak group, although it should be pretty competitive. And then B and C are kind of knock down drag outs as far as there were three playoff teams in group B last year. And you add loyal to this, who was 
uh, preseason pick kind of looking at a playoff position. So essentially you could have four playoff teams in that one group um, and only two make it out. Uh, benefit of having Tacoma means um, that's three points that versus like El Paso uh, with Orange County had is having to deal with. But that's not saying that some of the groups of some of the teams in group B won't also play Tacoma or El Paso. Um, I look forward to see the schedule to see kind of competitive balance, but uh draw against Vegas is going to loom large, I think um, in this tournament and not a great start for loyal, but getting that Tacoma match is pretty lucky. Now um, when we now see what these groups have, and I, I think Dylan has the list of groups open. I don't know if you have it, Alan, but I would suggest getting it open. Cause what we're going to do is we're going to just quickly run through these groups uh, um, maybe pick a who we think is going to win each of these groups. And then uh, when all is said and done, we'll make our suggestion, which group is the, the toughest group um, in this setup. Are you confused there, Dylan? No, it's just obviously group B. If you look at every other group, it, they're not competitive. There's two very clear teams that will go through barring anything crazy happening. This is the only group that has three teams that could all make it. So, all right, let's look through all the groups. So uh, basically Dylan has already made his suggestion for uh, which is the most difficult uh, group. Let me just, let's just, let's start off with this and then we'll go run down each group. Uh, Alan, do you agree that group B is the most difficult out of these groups? Uh, I would have to say so. I think, or three and a half really strong teams and then Vegas thrown in the mix. Um, if you look at any other group, there's maybe three teams. If you're looking at like maybe a group E or a group F might maybe depending on how MLS teams do. Uh, but group B is by far like what you would call the group of death. Perfect. And, and I, I pretty much agree with you guys on that as far as, that uh, Group B is probably the more difficult group out of them. There's going to be at least one, maybe even two teams that are uh, on the outside looking in when it comes to playoff time that really feel like they would have had a shot had the season progressed normally instead of uh, this return to play scenario that we have right now. So let's get into these groups then, and I'll uh, let you uh, announce the participants in Group A, Dylan. In first place in Group A. With three points after one match played. Reno 1868 FC. I'm not going to do that the whole time. Uh, second place, Sacramento Republic FC with one point. Third place, Tacoma Defiance. Two matches played, zero points, negative three goal difference. And finally, Portland Timbers 2. One match played, zero points, and a negative five goal difference after they were clubbed to death by Phoenix on Definitely. March 7th. <laughs> it was insane. Um, that was literally right before the, the league shut down. I think the day before... Um, the league shut down or, or took a pause uh, was when that match happened. Uh, can we just be honest here and say it's a, a two-team race for top of the, the table here? Or do Portland or Tacoma have any shot on this, Allen? I think the only shot that Tacoma or Timbers to have is if their MLS franchise um, gets dropped out of the tournament quickly. They might throw some kids down or some borderline players down um, to get minutes and to get meaningful games. Um, but I think just on paper, the way it's going to go with 
um, Seattle and Portland both being usually competitive teams in the MLS. Uh, it's going to be definitely who can pull it out between Reno and Sacramento. And the way they've been playing late, uh, the past couple of years, it might be who doesn't screw it up going into the final couple of weeks. That's that, that sounds about right. I, I think Dylan is agreeing with your comments there. Um, he's nodding. Yes. Uh, we've already discussed group B. Oh wait, let's, let's say who's going to win group a, um, I'll go to you first, Dylan. Uh, Reno, this, this table won't change except for the fact that, uh, Tacoma will find themselves on the bottom in like two games time. But otherwise Reno, Sacramento, doesn't matter. Uh, let me go to you real quick, Alan, to pick who's going to win. And, and let me just ask, um, I, I think Sacramento is a lot of people's sort of pick out of this group. Um, do, does Dylan really have an argument that Reno will win the group? I think Reno is a strong team, um, but uh, I'm going to be contrarian just to be contrarian and say I think Sacramento uh, pulls this one off um, and wins the group. They want Perfect. that last hurrah before MLS. How dare you date? Dare, how dare you doubt Ian Russell? <laughs> um, I think mostly for our friends up in Reno, I might have to say Reno. Um, like one of our viewers on YouTube, Nathan Wander, he's saying Group A Reno. So um, I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to say Reno on this uh, just because I I like Reno. They're, they're good people up there. Uh, we'll skip group B because we're going to, again, get into a much more in-depth uh, preview with uh, partners from BGN and also our good friend Alicia uh, from SB Nation. They're going to be joining us on Thursday to help break down group B. We've got uh, Ashley from Rising is One. We've got Carson Merck, who uh, is at BGN. Uh, we got Alan, who can represent San Diego. And potentially, if we can convince Chris to jump on and join us for that, uh, we'll get him on as well. Uh, and so we'll have a, a nice little party there. I'm going to actually hand off the controls for that one to Dylan. I'm going to work more in the background. I'll, I'll still talk a little bit, but Dylan's going to be your main host for that one. So congrats, Dylan. Apologies uh, in advance, everyone. <laughs> all right, Alan, I'll better. let you jump on. Go ahead, Dylan. So hopefully it goes better than the last time where Alan and I tried to host a podcast by ourselves. Well, the good thing is you'll have a, a few other expert podcasters on with you. So... Um, should definitely help out. Um, let's move on to Group C. I'll let Alan uh, let us know which teams are in Group C. Um, I don't have the points in front of me, so um, it's Real Monarchs. Don't worry about points, just the team. New Mexico, New Mexico Real Monarchs, uh, New Mexico United, El Paso Locomotive, and the Colorado Colorado Swing, Springs Switchbacks. Oof, Amazingly, you 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 I think announced those all in reverse order. So uh, yes, currently, Colorado on. is um, in, at the top of the table with El Paso. Uh, with that one point from the draw against Orange County, uh, and then also the other two teams, New Mexico and Real Monarchs, the defending champions. Um, Alan, who do you think's uh, top uh, or the who do you think's going to uh, win this table, this group? I think Real Monarchs still can figure out a way to win this group. Um, I think El Paso and New Mexico are good teams, but not great teams. Um, and I think it's between those two teams to see who gets that second spot. I think it'll be pretty competitive between those two teams. Although uh, Colorado Springs be a little bit of a sleeper with their new coach. Um, they might be able to pull some tricks out of their together something. Uh, but I really think uh, Real Monarchs win this group. 
Dylan, do you agree with Alan on that? Yeah, I do. Um, I know I got picked clean a little bit um, over the the winter with some players moving. Um, Kalen Ryden notably went to um, New Mexico United, but that's a team that you know New Mexico is a team that draws a lot of matches. I don't think they have a real big change them this year to prevent draws, especially with Kevon Freider moving to somewhere in Southeast Asia, somewhere I've forgotten. Uh, El Paso has a very, very small team. Um, I think they're down beneath 20 players now, so almost at the league minimum. And when you're playing, you know, Saturday, Tuesday or Saturday, Wednesday, that's really hard to do. Uh, beyond that, they really don't have a lot of attack anymore. Uh, Alexi Bassetti left yesterday to return to France with his family. So, yeah, I think actually the switchbacks have a good shout at making in that second spot, depending on how many points they can pick up. Yeah, I think um, th this is where you're going to get those questions of uh, how committed to the USL this season the two teams are uh, with also the MLS working on their return to play. Will the MLS clubs be pulling a lot of their key two team players up to uh, participate or will it be, um, will they be putting up a, a, a good fight in the USL? We'll see how that works. Um, Dylan and Alan switching places on the feed. If you're watching live now, Dylan gets his own row and Alan joins me up at the top of the reverse pyramid. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would like Real Monarchs just for the fact that they are the defending champions. I want to see them put up a fight and, and come back. Um, yeah, my left ear is missing. Are you trying? You're trying to be like that guy on that one show on ESPN where he has like a whiteboard or a chalkboard and he puts some random comment up, right, Dylan? He doesn't even know. He's muted, so we're not even hearing what Dylan is saying. Um, really quick, before we move on to Group D, I do want to bring on a guest that we have. He's going to hang out with us for a little bit. We brought him on to help talk about. Uh, some EUSL stuff, but I'm going to bring him on just in case he wants to help us really quickly break down these groups. And that's Patrick, uh, EUSL Hi. participant representing New Mexico. Uh, Patrick, while you're on here, I just really want to quick get to you because we were actually just talking about Group C, oh. which includes New Mexico. Uh, who is going to win that group? Um, you know, I was I was very going back and forth with this, and. Uh, I really think that RSL is gonna go ahead and win it. It's hard to it's hard to bet against them, right? Um, seeing how last season went, um, but I do think, however, that uh, NM United is gonna go in through second, um, just by showing of uh, um, derby matches between El Paso United and and the nice little uh, rivalry we have going there. But uh, I think it's hard to bet against RSL to to win the group. Yeah, I think RSL um, again as defending champions, uh, they, you have to give them a, a lot of props as, as long as they're putting up the full fight uh, right. in the USL. Um, and for those that don't recognize Patrick, he's never been on our podcast before. But uh, a couple weekends ago, he just thrashed me on the second game of a doubleheader uh, after I was coming off a nice win. I jump on there all confident, and, and then Patrick just uh, put me back down to my, my level of play. Although I think we're both battling like in that yeah, same position it, on the if, table. If it makes you feel better, I lost the following week to a guy that I, I should have just, I should have smashed him. And uh, I, I went down four, one early and I managed to scrape two back at the end. And 
Ah, man. It, and it's the, the push for that last and final eighth spot is it, it's going to come down. I was looking at some of the games. It's going to come down to probably the last two weeks, I think. I, I definitely think so. We'll we'll get into that in just a little bit. But what I want to do, let's let's get into Group D here really quick. And then what we'll do is we'll do the Eastern Conference next week on our podcast before the season kicks off. So in Group D, uh, we have uh, a five-team group for this one, just like we have in Group B. And this group is pretty much Texas and one or and Oklahoma. It's basically a Texas Oklahoma group here with San Antonio, Austin, Tulsa, OKC, and Rio RGV. Rio Grande Valley FC Toros, the longest name in, or one of the longer names here in the USL. I'll start off with you, Alan. Uh, who is winning this group? No one cares. I'm just I don't kidding. think our friend um, Harry, I don't think our friend Harry in San Antonio would appreciate no, that, by the way. And I, this is what I, I think I tweeted at him. Um, I think this gives San Antonio a real shot at actually making the playoffs. And he said, uh, he said, no, we're going to miss it by one point just to be on brand. Um, I do think San Antonio gets out, and I do think they actually have a really good shot at at making it out of this group. Um, there's some couple tough places to play, but with limited travel, like RGV isn't quite as difficult of a of a away game as maybe it would used to be. Um, if you're you know going down um, as opposed to a team like Tacoma traveling to RGV, that's quite a trek. Uh, but if you're San Antonio and you're traveling to RGV once, it might not be that big of a deal. Um, Austin's a tough place to play too, but who knows with no fans? I mean, those things do have some impact. I think Tulsa, if they actually have regrouped, have a chance. Uh, but I think this is San Antonio's to lose. Dylan, what about you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, Austin never play with fans anyway. They play with some cows, <laughs> like it's a 4-H club or something. Honestly, I think Oklahoma has a good shot at doing well in this group. They don't have a lot of depth, so it's a similar situation to El Paso, but this is a lot less deep. Um, I don't think the managerial change in San Antonio is enough to get them in, and I do feel like they're going to, in typical San Antonio fashion, finish third in this group um, and just 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 miss the mark because they're going to throw it away for like three weeks. I... I can't see the Toros doing much here. Um, we've talked about it in the past with, and I can't remember his name, so that's unfortunate, but <laughs> Jacob Young. There we go. <laughs> don't crucify me, everyone. I don't everyone think tweet at, uh, yeah, tweet don't. at, uh, uh, tweet at Jacob and let him know that Dylan forgot who he was. Don't do it. Um, Yeah, I think OKC tops this one, honestly. I just, this is such a weak group. No disrespect to our Texan and Oklahoman friends, but this is probably one of the worst in the league. So, is this one of those groups then uh, that are going to basically steal a playoff spot from a, maybe another team that is deserving, like maybe a San Diego uh, or um, one of the other squads, again, maybe in uh, Group C or Group B? Uh, let me go to you, Patrick, really quick. Uh, you can answer that question also. Who do you think is going to win this group? Uh, just for the meme's sake of Twitter, I would love to see um, uh, FC Tulsa come out. Just for the just for the Twitter uh, vibes. If you guys don't know, NM United and Tulsa are a real buddy buddy on uh, social media. But uh, I I agree with the rest of you. I think this is a really weak group. Um, 
I think well, I was what I was going to point out is I think that whoever wins this is essentially stealing a spot from Group C because I think NM United, El Paso, and um, RSL are both three very strong postseason teams that could make a run somewhere. And I think this spot is getting kind of take away. But I think I'm going to give it to the bold, but just barely. Just barely. So you're so you're basically telling uh, our, our listeners that they should wear some uh, ear protection when watching those matches because they have that yeah. like, cowbell right by the microphone on the field right. uh, that annoys on the uh, it's, ESPN streams. It's obnoxious. I agree. Do <laughs> but, you worry about the levels of fitness there? Because they are by no means a fit squad. There's a lot of beer bellies or barbecue bellies on that team. <laughs> um, so do you do you worry about like the the two games a week? Thing, I think piling I, up quickly. I think for a lot of these teams that I, I mean, we can see, we can attest that we see most of our clubs um, trying to get back into fitness. It's a very odd time for them to be in fitness. I could see specifically for the bold and some of the other teams where fitness could play a factor um, more or less, but I think we're kind of, I don't want to say equal footing. Cause I think that's a bad choice of words uh, for the time that we're in, but um I, I could see fitness posing a problem. I, I, I do see what you're saying, though. I, I find that funny. <laughs> the little bit of guts going on. Perfect. Um, I, I'm, you know, just for... Just just because he's he's a great friend of the show, listens to a lot of soccer podcasts, I want Harry to have a good season. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say San Antonio. And this is sort of a... One of those crapshoot groups, uh, any of those teams can win it. Um, and again, yeah, maybe they're not, maybe one team out of this group would be deserving in a regular season and, and the other one is stealing a spot from one of the other teams. Um, let's just see. Um, maybe San Antonio? Hopefully. Hopefully I didn't like get anyone mad or anything like that by saying that. But The entire Fury. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. Let's move on really quick to some not. We'll, we'll, okay. Let me first say this. We will get to the Eastern conference uh, group prediction thingamajiggers. If that makes sense next week on our podcast. Um, also remember again on Thursday in just a couple nights, if you're listening live or watching live, or if you're listening to the podcast this Thursday, uh, we're going to get a nice group of people together for a special BGN episode Uh that will preview group B with experts that cover each and every team in that group. Um, if Alan considers himself an expert, then that definitely um, makes it a group of experts on there. Uh, let's move on to the EUSL, which three of us on here participate as players. One uh, also participates as a play-by-play -play voice of the DJ Racemore team. And he also will be the, Voice of the Fourth of July Cup or July Fourth Cup. I don't know exactly what we've called it yet. Um, for those that don't know, uh, earlier today people started asking the question, "Hey, can we do some sort of Fourth of July Cup?" Since the season or the the league's taking a break this season, uh, I saw a few PlayStation guys saying, "Sure, let's do something." And then I'm like, oh, "You know, I'm going to jump on as as an Xbox participant." I basically said, "I will put something together if there's enough people willing to do so." Lo and behold, within a couple hours, there was eight, including myself, eight people that wanted to participate. So we threw it together uh, with literally no thought process in it. I just decided we're going to do two groups, do it sort of World Cup style, 
have two groups and then the winner of each group plays together for a championship. So what's going to happen is on July 4th, on the 4th of July, uh, there's going to be matches basically from uh, 12 to three Eastern time. So nine to 12 Pacific. Um, and basically it's going to be back-to-back matches for, for, for everyone. So if you're in group A, you're going to play back-to-back three matches in the morning or the first half. If you're group B, you're going to play back-to-back-to-back in the second group there. And again, the winner will play in a championship, a winner of each group the next day. Patrick is participating in this. And lucky for me, we got drawn into the same group. So we'll get to face (laughs) each other again. The, the, the difference with this tournament, as opposed to what the season's been is, uh, we did not limit it to three and a half star teams. It was basically any team. It's just, we only allowed, we did, we're not allowing duplicates. So basically we held a team draft, random order and Patrick, which team did you end up with? I, I went with Chelsea, my, my boys in blue, uh, the boys that I will support till the end. Um, even though people will call me plastic. So, uh, Patrick's very loyal there because Patrick, I believe, had the second choice. So he had the second pick in this draft. He pretty much could have picked from anyone other than Manchester City, who was the first pick. And, and he went with Chelsea, which a, a good quality squad and team. But when you look at the FIFA ratings, they're not maybe as treated as well. Um, no. no. Whereas me, I, I guess I feel now like a traitor because Tottenham was still available when my <laughs> pick came up at number eight. But... I was telling Dylan and Alan yesterday, there's like three more picks and I showed him a list of the teams still available. And I basically told them if Barcelona is still available at the eighth pick, the last pick of this group, I have to take them because I mean, they're the best team in the game pretty much when you really look at the the ratings and the players that they have. So um, I ended up getting lucky with Barcelona. Uh, so maybe I'll be able to put up a better fight against you this time around uh, in this cup. If you play um, if you play Liverpool, watch out for the quick corners. What I what I Go thought ahead, Patrick. Was, what I thought was funny is that that we I think we said it in the Discord too is that Liverpool fell to what the like sixth pick. I sixth. believe they were the sixth pick. Yes, either sixth or seventh. No, One of those the, the seventh picks. the seventh pick. I just looked at it, which was surprising for how how well their uh, FIFA ratings are in the game. It's a pretty solid squad. Does that make you sad, Alan? No. (laughs) Quick and to the point there. (laughs) Um, And so what we're going to be doing on this tournament, again, like I said, there's going to be back-to-back matches on July 4th. We tried to make them um, as compact and as back-to-back as possible and in the middle or early part of the day. So if anyone did have any plans uh, that evening, whether it was just, you know, a a stay-at-home barbecue with with their family, uh, virtual fireworks, whatever it may be, we weren't interrupting that whether you were in the East coast or West coast, cause this is going to be players from both East and West, which makes it a little difficult. Dylan's going to be on the virtual play-by-play for that. I don't know if Alan has committed to joining us yet, even if it's for one or two matches. I've also reached we- out to um, another person that's been doing some, some play-by-play for the league to see if he would, will join us. Um, that's Mike out there in Hartford. So we'll see if he will join for one or two matches. And then I think maybe the matches I don't play, if Dylan's all by himself, I can jump on and, and um, be his his co-play-by-play person. And I'm sure he's excited about that. He hears Coming enough of my voice too. on these podcasts. My my agent is still working out some details. So <laughs> uh, we're ironing out some last minute things, uh, compensation, uh, potty bird deals. So um, I can't, I can't commit verbally at this point uh, <laughs> because my agent told me not to. Uh, 
but uh, we are ironing out some last minute details. We should have breaking news very soon. We will have that breaking news very soon. Okay. A six pack. Will you do it for a six pack? Of what? (laughs) Abs. Spindrift. I don't know. Six pack abs. If I can immediately get six pack abs and not have to do anything but call you EOSL gut matches, I will be there. <laughs> yeah, we can I'll send even you. Wear pants. New Mexico's got some great breweries. We can send you a, a, a six pack from over here. Some marbles will do, do you just fine. Does that I work mean, for you, Alan? I, uh, Patrick said he will I, ship I in. Do, I do appreciate the beer scene in New Mexico, I think it is very good. But I in San Diego, there are plenty of places. Sure. No, uh, <laughs> I have been heard saying that New Mexico's beer scene was quite surprisingly delicious when I was there. So, uh, props it, to you. It's it's funny because a lot of people and our wine scene too, our alcohol in general has been well, underrated. New Mexico. What else do you have to do but that's drink? Exactly. You might as well drink good stuff. It's true. I was gonna say math, but yeah. That's that's <laughs> Albuquerque. So 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 before we go in, um any further, uh, I live in Las Cruces, which is closer and this is funny because my wife is from down south southern New Mexico. And um when we found out that NM United and El Paso were both getting uh some some teams. Uh, I told her that she needed to make a decision on who she was going to choose because most people from Las Cruces and Anthony, New Mexico, you, you go towards El Paso. Like that's just your gravitation. It's 45 minutes from where we are. And uh, so I told her, are you going to be an El Paso locomotive or are you going to stick to the NM United um, grounds? And I got her to the NM United grounds. So <laughs> There you so, go. So the Marital Albuquerque bliss. people. Uh, so where I was getting at is the Albuquerque people are—they're the ones that do the math. They're well known for uh, their Breaking Bad uh, things. Well, we have well, farms down the, here. I saw that documentary. It was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. Very good documentary. Yes. Um, so I, I know, like, I have family in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. I've been out there quite a few times, um, and I know, like, you go to a burger joint and it's either red or green. What is your choice? Are you red or green on your burgers? Green, one hundred percent. It's always, always, and will be green. Um, it's funny because, and I had th- this discussion with my wife too, is that uh, red chili is more of a northern New Mexico kind of thing. Um, it's not spicy it's more flavorful um and then when you go down south their red chili is really hot so you just mix or you go with green um but most new mexicans will either tell you green or christmas i think that's just my personal um christmas is usually the way to go if you're getting that smothered burrito or anything but if you're getting a burger it's always green chili some chopped green chili and we got to say this, right? New Mexico is known. New Mexico is known for their green chili. The hatch chili is from New Mexico. If you get any, I think outside of New Mexico, what do we call it? An Anaheim pepper or Anaheim chili or something? Or is that even a totally different thing? I don't, well, I don't know. Colorado has theirs and um, right. they will to the death of them to their grave all the way. will say that they have the best green chili. And um, I'm pretty sure it's just a green pepper. <laughs> Dylan, did you have a like a comment or a question in there? Yeah, what is Christmas? Not Christmas. the holiday. I'm well aware of that one, but Christmas is the mix of red and green chili. But there's no white involved. No. 
Christmas like the be... sounds pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh... <laughs> Where did we get white from? <laughs> I think white would be like a you know white Christmas. Oh okay um, okay yeah no, like uh, red white and green. Uh, that's the, Italy, not that's, Christmas. Yeah. Or Mexican. Or Mexican flag. Or, or yeah. Mexican flag. Yeah. No, uh, Christmas as in you know when you usually put up lights, everybody puts up the red and green lights that flicker. So uh, that, we call we call it Christmas down here. Um, no, that, that, makes is, sense. that actually makes sense. Now in Los Cruces, do you guys do those those like brown paper bags with candles in them type look? The Illuminatias. A... Yes. 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 Illuminatias. Okay, okay. Um, that's more of a. Let me ask my wife. Do you guys you guys do them here, huh? Illuminatias. Yeah. Yeah, we it's it's the typical high school fundraiser around here, uh, right next okay. to um, enchilada plates. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you make a you, man. That no, just, hey, okay, hey, that hey, do not heart. do not bash <laughs> my enchiladas. Hey, you know the the best enchilada I ever had was actually at an Indian reservation up uh, by my grandma's uh, place in Hemis. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. driving through there, there was an Indian reservation. There was the enchiladas, and then they had the Indian flatbread with all the good fixings on top of it. That's the best enchilada I ever had. Um, no, so, I don't no know. Such thing enchilada. No such thing. <sighs> Oh, Native San Diego. My wife right. from the other room just yelled, true. Um, there's always this funny debate because, uh, and mostly, and, and to us, I, I think this is all relative to ge geographical location, is that um, you have your Texas people that say, oh, Tex-Mex is the best thing that you'll ever eat in your life, and it's disgusting. Um Unless you're willing to sit on the toilet for multiple hours at a time, or you have that kind of time, sure, Tex-Mex is great. But New Mexican food is the best blend of Mexican food and what other ever mix you want to consider it to. That I will go to my grave saying that. Now, when you say enchilada, though, are you talking about that one where it's like a flat enchilada with a like fried egg on top, or are you talking about you a can, real, true rolled enchilada? You could do either or. New Mexico does not judge. We do rolled and flat, and you can yeah, put you an egg. A egg on both of them if you really wanted to the the best you get the the new mexico style enchilada with the fried like sunny side up egg on top of it with the, it, the it's perfect man go yeah. go try it out alan you got if if you don't like regular enchiladas try that type of enchilada the only thing that you have to understand though is that when you order it um there is no well that's not the word i should use you get red with beef or you get green with chicken or you do christmas you don't you don't do green chili with the beef and you don't do red chili with the chicken. It's just a no no. <laughs> this this became like a this, this became like a New Mexico <laughs> education podcast all of a sudden. It's it's funny how no how there's a lot of people that don't even uh they're like, Oh, you're from New Mexico. What's it like to be out of the country? <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh when I was younger we, I, we we know enough about our, our about our uh, <laughs> geography to know that New Mexico is part of right. the United States. So you we're, won't get that from at least us. <laughs> we're well forgotten. Um, when I was younger, I had a girl ask me if I rode donkeys to school. Uh, I went to a conference in, in in Indianapolis one time, and a girl asked me if I rode donkeys to school. That explains everything. You should have brought <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah, you lead with Cincinnati. Yeah. That would have also sufficed. Oh yes, I'm a big Pittsburgh fan, so any smash on a uh, Cincinnati is okay with me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's been... let's reel it back a little bit into soccer here, though. Um, unless I'll give you one last comment, Alan. Go. It would have been funnier. Like, no, we sold our donkey, so I just had to walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said um... Taco. His name was Taco. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's do this really quick. Um, let's just talk quickly about how your EOSL season is going, the regular season. I know you mentioned you're you're battling there for the eighth spot there along with myself, um, which we've mentioned numerous times, or at least I've mentioned numerous times on the show, it means you get a chance to be in the Premier League next season. Um, if you don't get that eighth spot, you're guaranteed you're going to be in the USL or the EUSL championship, uh, which is not a bad spot to be, but I think anyone that's thinks they're decent at FIFA would love to be the premier. Uh, do you know where you're currently sitting on the table? I think I'm at 11 or 10. Um, okay. I think so you're literally like, like a couple points behind me then. I, th- I think the, I, I, I know for a fact I'm three points behind you. Cause I just looked at it not too long ago. <laughs> Uh, and after, after no offense, but after my win, I was like, I need to see where I'm at because you were, I think you were holding the, you were gatekeeping the nine or the eight spot for, for, uh, for the last couple of weeks. I I've been sitting right at the ninth ish spot. And I know there's one participant that is in the eighth spot right now that has like not shown up the last like three matches or four matches, yeah. which made me excited. Now, now I'm really looking I'm like, okay, then I got the eight spot. Now can I hold on to it? So I started looking at where I was this past week. I mean, I'll, I'll go to you, Dylan and Alan. This past week, I almost got my three points on a match. I should have got a three-point uh, result on that, um, but unfortunately, I gave up a goal in what the third minute of extra time against the second place second place participant, Jeremiah Ramos, who is also participating in our uh, July Fourth uh, competition here. Yeah, you were an enchilada. Disappointing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, almost yeah. does not count. I think I ended up watching that podcast, and that was uh, such a bad break. I felt I felt bad for you. I I, I felt <laughs> bad too. I mean, hey, uh, although I went into it thinking I'm gonna lose like eight nothing, so the fact that I was able to almost pull off the win and still just get a four four draw and get that at least one point kept me at least a full match in front of you or full three points in front of you. So ultimately. If I win out, then there's no way you catch me in that eighth spot, at least. But who knows? Maybe someone else up there drops. Um, Alan, how'd your uh, week go? How did your uh, USL weekend go? Great. It was fantastic. You- um, I did such a great job of helping someone else with their goal differential. <laughs> um, I am now in third place from the bottom. From the bottom. From the bottom. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really good about um, you know where I am. I'm not gonna win. I'm gonna win like maybe one more game, and then I'm gonna probably get killed. My last game's against uh, Knutson, uh, and I made I think I made the joke last time. I'm gonna look up U- Omaha Union Omaha's schedule. Like, I only time I can play is when they're playing a game. I guess you have to forfeit, and then maybe I can um, maybe I can get another win. But um, I think at that point it won't matter because he's too too. Uh, wins clear of second place. Um, yeah, yeah he's top been... of the table. He's like unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. I think I lost. Like you 10... had... It was go bad. ahead, Alan. I lost like ten nothing. It was bad. Um, have you, Patrick? Have you played? Uh, yeah. the guy from he, the Union he, Omaha. He, he just gave me nightmares last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, he thrashed me into the ground, and I was oh, I was like pumped to go into that game, and I was like oh, I, I, you know, I like to do a little scouting beforehand to see common common teams that we've played against, and I was like oh man, he 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 put up a pretty good fight against uh, one of the lower people below me, put up a pretty good fight and kept him to two goals ahead of him. And, I think it was like a four-two score, and I was like, I smashed that guy eight to zero. Like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. I think I got smoked. Like, I think it was six to one was the final score. Oh, so it was like my score. 
Yeah, I except I didn't score. Oh yeah, six zero. I didn't score. Yeah, no, I, I got smoked. <laughs> the dude is good. He's really good. And I was like, oh man, if anybody manages to uh, beat him out of the championship spot, I'll be a, uh, I'll be surprised. I'm gonna Perfect. try to just retain possession and just like pass the ball around and hopefully only give up like five goals. <laughs> I tried to do that in the second half. That I was like, I'm gonna pass it because he put up four in the first half, and I was like, I need to do something in the second half. So I, I mean, I held him to two in the second half. So I took that away. Uh, I I really went into the game going like, if I hold him to a draw, I'll be happy because I held Jeremiah to a late goal against me to beat me. He beat me two to one, I think, in the, towards the beginning of the season. Yeah, and my goal at the, at the time, I think he was number one or number two. Um, and I held him to the one goal ahead of me, and I was like, I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's it's um, again, I was surprised to to get a result against him, um, and it definitely has helped me out where I'm at the table. I think Dylan or Alan looked it up. I'm in ninth with a game on hand on eighth, but I think eighth is Josh Snodgrass, which I believe is the guy that hasn't shown up for the last like three weeks. So I'm feeling like he's going to continue dropping, which moves me into that eighth spot. So everyone's going to be gunning for me. That's right below me because they want that play in spot. I, I've said it all season. I think the West is stronger than the East. I've played some of the mid table um, Eastern teams and just thrashed them. So um, I'm if I'm feeling if I can get to that eighth spot, I'm in good position to make the Premier League next season, and I'm going to keep trying. I think I have one more really really tough opponent, and that's the um, the guy from Forward Madison. I think it's Evan Warwick, Warwick. or Warwick or whatever. Um, I think he's a pro player for them, so that makes it even more difficult. I have a couple uh, matches against people below me, and then I think my final match of the season is the guy that right now is sitting right below me on the table in tenth spot, A Rod. Um, so. I, I feel like I control my destiny on, on the USL championship uh, and Dylan will make fun of me all the way as I try to get to the end there. Um, he's been doing it all season. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, they love it. They love it. I hope so. If anyone even watches. <laughs> we've got people watching that. We've had a couple people call you out right now, man. We have like a, a guy by the name of Marcus Fang that is calling out Dylan. And we got a person uh, also on YouTube by the name of Hee-Haw that's calling out Dylan. So uh, on, on the up, chat. So. <laughs> Dylan must be the popular person on this. Who should be representing uh, Tacoma Defiance FC as they roll into a last place finish in the uh, USL. And we got we just got to show Dylan's uh, comment earlier in the stream. Um, that was from like 30 minutes ago. I know. I just I had to throw it up here. Cause I just saw it. I'm, I'm busy producing, talking, hosting all this stuff, man. Um, let's do this really quick. I don't know um, what uh, you guys do in New Mexico for any kind of playing for pride stuff. I know this season, it really hasn't worked out with playing for pride uh, because uh, there's been no season, but we worked out something to do at least for our podcast to help out with that really quick. Uh, Alan, do you want to give us a quick update on how playing for pride is going for our podcast? Uh, yes. After the uh, first round of matches from the NWS Challenge Cup. There were a couple surprises in that Chicago Red Stars didn't win, and um, Houston Dash actually looked somewhat competitive. Um, and Washington Spirit was pretty good. Uh, in last place so far, uh, after one game of each team, uh, is me. Hey, look at that. I have one point. Uh, then the two teams that didn't get drafted, who we've referred to as the fan choice my wife referred to as her group uh, is four 
points, so second, uh, third place. Uh, then Dylan is uh, in second with five points, and Ray is in first with seven points. I do want to remind you that winning the cup will get you 10 points. Uh, so it's still anyone's match. Unless Everything. it's extra time. Unless it's extra time, right? And then it's eight. Yeah, I took off. I said if you have to go to extra time or PKs, you don't get the full points for winning. Uh, so if you go on a really good um, knockout round run, run, you can really pull one out. Um, because some teams are saying if everyone makes the playoffs, there's no point like really going for it in the first couple of matches. Uh, so they're playing some of their uh, youth players. They're playing some of their draft picks, which is exciting because you get to see similar setup of USL where it's a good mix of really talented players um, and young kids getting their first professional start. Uh, so if you're not checking it out, watch them. The games have been uh, incredibly entertaining. The uh, one this morning, Houston Dash, uh, was it Utah Royals? Um, was a phenomenal match back and forth. Amazing goals, really good play. Do your favor, do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's on uh, CBS uh, all access. It's six bucks um, for a month and you get a week free. And then if you want to cancel that after the tournament, you can. So you're basically paying six bucks for an entire tournament of soccer. Go do it, please. So, as you were talking really quick, Alan, I, I just started looking at uh, the score or the, the results and stuff like that. And just on Google, so completely, completely wrong, but it's showing that the North Carolina Houston match tomorrow was canceled. So um, I don't know if there's any news or any reason for that. I'll have to, we'll have to look into that. Are you, um, are you looking at ESPN? I'm looking at Google. Oh, um, so. let me do some research right now. So, um, if you, yeah, but if you haven't got a chance to check it out, the matches have been pretty good. Um, in the Houston, uh, Salt Lake match, uh, there was a goal disallowed that should have been a goal. Uh, it's the, uh, the forward from England. I forget what her name is, but, uh, as the keeper for Salt Lake city was about to go boot the ball, she let go of it. It bounced on the ground. She's going to go kick it. And the, uh, the player for Houston basically stole the ball. Uh, but the ref, for whatever reason, thought it was a foul play or it wasn't a an appropriate play. So Allen actually sort of lost because he could have had an extra an extra right. win there, right? I was mad. Well, let me see. It would have been a win. It would have it would have been an extra point for scoring four goals, and would have been <laughs> another negative point for get the other team giving up. Uh, who'd you say what game was canceled? I don't know. This is just on Google, and it could be wrong, but they're showing the um, the North Carolina Houston match is canceled. So, so here's here's what we're running into. The same thing I complained about with ESPN is ESPN, and I'm sure Google are not voiding out the NWSL because this is a Challenge Cup and it's not regular season. So be careful when you look stuff up. If you're looking up just NWSL, it'll show all of them as canceled or postponed, like on ESPN. You have to find the Challenge Cup. Um, and tomorrow's matches are Portland versus uh, Chicago Red Stars with the morning game, which should be a great match. And then Washington and North Carolina, which should also be another very competitive match. Washington looked really good, um, their game. Like, almost like, hey, if I'm going to pick a team to root for, I know that they weren't the one that I, dra- I got drafted. Um, but it does have uh, one of my favorite players, um, one of my favorite players in um, Lavelle. She's phenomenal to watch. She's like a stick, but plays the game like no one's business. 
Um, and she's on Washington and Washington was really fun to watch. So if you have some time tomorrow, check it out. There's one game in the morning. I think it was like nine 30 in the morning and then 7 PM at night. Uh, please check it out. Yeah. They've been good matches so far. Patrick, have you gotten a chance to check out any of those matches or I got to watch a couple of the, the first couple of games from, um, last week I got to watch, uh, the North Carolina game, I believe last week, um, I forget who they were playing. It was yeah, North Carolina is my team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan's yeah, on got, top of it all. He's looking it up. <laughs> uh, I got to s- catch that one. Um, I'm slowly getting. I'm. I'm glad that sports are slowly coming back. So, um, renewing my s- subscriptions and everything so I can watch sports. <laughs> I know that's been a tough one. Is like, do you keep paying for some of these apps that you're not really getting to utilize right. as much? You know, like the ESPN stuff for the USL. Um, luckily, there's other soccer, Dylan. Um, if he paid for his uh, e- uh, premier or EFL championship stuff, he would be contributing to the ESPN plus stuff. Um, Luton, yeah. Luton was on today. I tried to watch that match and Luton was not on ESPN. Plus. Oh, they were not on ESPN. Wow. Very sad. They played Leeds even. It was, and then they drew and got a, really- well, it's, but it's Luton town. So, right. Which is why he's purple in the NWSL challenge. <laughs> cup. Uh, <laughs> I put orange for Ray is orange and black purple because it's Luton's color and then yeah green all right let's go ahead and do this um because of time um let's go ahead and start wrapping things up here uh Patrick really quick what we do to wrap things up uh just a random thought it could be anything um share whatever you want to share with our listeners it doesn't have to be soccer related uh I'll let you go first since you're our guest unless you want time to think of something uh no, I'll go for something. Uh, I hope everybody stays safe. Um, and when we come out of this uh, unfortunate situation that is drawn upon us, uh, if you get a chance to travel, come visit my nice, lovely New Mexico, um, where we have great food, <clears throat> regardless of what other people say um, about our enchiladas. Um, but uh, yeah, and let's get let's get the ball rolling again. I'm excited. Definitely. Uh, let's go to Dylan. What book are we reading? We're not reading a book, but we are reading an article from statisticswebsite.com. Um, I try not to mention the three numbers that make up what they are because their owner is kind of a terrible human being. But um, it's an article called Commentaries Full of Coded Racism, and it's about a study that was done um, and the very, very, very stereotypical things that are brought up um, mostly like if you're a black player, you're always pacey and strong, uh, but you're probably not like technically gifted or like you don't have a good brain for the game or anything. Um, And then you have like the Kevin De Bruyne's who are like galaxy brain players when, I mean, he's fast too and technically gifted, but like the difference between him and Paul Pogba, it's a very good read and it might challenge the way that you even think about it because I think we listen to, what guys like Arlo White and um, that ginger guy that represented the United States, he has a really terrible comb over now. Oh, He's like a commentator. Um, <laughs> we won't say his name because he uh, shall not be named. Oh. But yeah, these people say things sometimes that aren't accurate because it falls into stereotyping. And it's actually nice to have a statistic backdrop. The numbers don't lie. All right, Alan, what about you? Uh, my random thought is soccer related, but just um, a little bit 
next to soccer related. Um, if you are not following the at the soccer goose, um, Ben Goshorn, Goshorn, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't think anyone does. Um, he is the president of the supporters group for the Charlotte independence in the USL. Um, and one of his, the main owner of the Charlotte independence has been pretty outspoken in uh, making some uh, racist comments, uh, definitely some transphobic comments. Um, and he is, he's been pretty vocal about that and what it represents for the team that he supports. Um, and if you go to his feed, you can read through some of the tweets and some of the things that have been going on. And he's um, meeting with the owner tomorrow. Um, and he is asking um, if he has any, if anyone wants to add their feelings or opinions about the Twitter activity of the owner, um, tagged him. If you want to read through some of that stuff and give him some support and give him some love, um, much needed during this time. Uh, we all want our teams to represent inclusivity and our, the communities that surround them. Uh, and when they don't, it's on our, it's on, it's in our best interest, and it's basically our job to call people out and say this isn't what represents our community. Uh, so he's going through that right now give him some support uh please please check him out again uh that's the soccer goose uh, at the soccer goose on twitter uh phenomenal human if you don't know him already um very active in the usl circle um and he's just asking for support and any type of feedback uh before tomorrow so check it out uh and hit him up on a dm or on his twitter Thank you, Alan. Uh, really quick before we go, I just want to let everyone know if you are listening to our podcast, um, it, we, we've mentioned numerous times, but we do do a live stream of our podcast as we're recording. Uh, we sort of up. We yes, I did say that. Uh, we've upped our production a little bit on this, so uh, it's a little bit more interactive for us now. We can actually see the comments a little bit easier uh, if you're actually watching live. We can see what you're saying. We can actually even show your comments on our feed, and we can respond to you uh, while we're on here. So if you want to join us live, we're on every. Tuesday at 8.30 Pacific time. Um, if there's ever a schedule change for whatever reason, we'll let you know ahead of time um, unless there's just a crazy emergency. But uh, come check us out and join us on the live feed so we can interact with you. We can answer your questions. You can share your thoughts with us and we can react to those as well. Um, really quick, I want to uh, thank Patrick for joining us, taking a little bit of time out of his evening there in New Mexico. Uh, Patrick, uh, if our fans want to watch any of your USL action, where can they uh, find you on either Twitch or if um, social media on Twitter or anything like that. Uh, I have a Twitter uh, specifically. And I was funny because we were just put this in my chat uh, to catch my EUSL games. It's uh, twitch.tv uh, forward slash Pat in the hat zero nine. Um, and coincidentally, that is also my stream Twitter to catch me whenever I'm streaming um, other stuff. Uh, I'd stream uh, all kinds of different games, shooters, Call of Duty, uh, Valorant, uh, FIFA, and all kinds of other games too. So come check me out, twitch.tv slash Pat in the Hat 09. Perfect. Thank you very much. Dylan, where can our uh, followers find you? You can find me at OCSC underscore Dylan on Twitter and Reddit. Alan? You can find me at A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Uh, Fairweather Pod at Fair underscore Pod is doing a retweet uh, fundraiser. Uh, we're trying to do some playing for pride, um, and we're gonna have Colin Martin on tomorrow 
Uh, so we're trying to do a blitz retweet. So if you wouldn't mind just retweeting it, you don't even have to listen to us or like us. Just retweet it so we can donate money to playing for pride and athlete ally. Perfect. And you can uh, find me at DJ Ray Samora uh, on Twitter. You can also find the podcast at OCSC underscore soccer cast. You can find us on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitch, just uh, search for orange and black soccer. Yes, you'll pretty much find us. And um, you can go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com to listen to this episode, any old episodes, and also read anything we have written, even though we haven't written anything in a while with the season resuming, I'm sure there'll be more written content on there in the near future. Uh, again, I want to thank Patrick for taking some time off, uh, taking some time to join us on our podcast to help talk about USL and also help us break down some of the Western conference groups. Um, as always, Dylan Allen for our listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, and I'm going to really quick, I'm going to give you a little bit of time, Alan, because I don't have our outro set up or, or cued. So go ahead and look at uh, what you need to read for both items. Um, and I'm going to just sort of say, while you're doing that, enchiladas are amazing. I know Patrick agrees. Dylan, are enchiladas amazing or not? I think you should see a doctor. They are extremely fatty. Um, and if you're putting a fried egg on top, that's not helping anything. Ugh. You guys don't know food. <laughs> oh, I know food. I'm a f- I'm chubby, and I love to eat. And enchiladas are gross. I'm. It's the red sauce, not man. It's just chubby. not good. Well, come then to New Mexico. Co- come to New Mexico, and we'll show you. Come down yeah. south. Uh, come to Las Cruces. Come to a El Paso United or an El Paso and an NM United game, and we'll show you how it's done down here. I'll now. definitely try to get to NMU game when like i'm safe to travel so it might be next season um yeah but we want to take the time to say thanks to our our sponsor roughneck scarves the official scarf supplier to the mls usl and us soccer get your custom scarves for your group at or team at roughneckscarves.com tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from nike and adidas looking for a unique completely custom kit for your youth club sunday league squad adult or even pro team Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new kit at IcarusFC.com. That's IcarusFC.com. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are out. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. Gets the ball here, cuts inside. Go, Orange County!